Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Well, right outside of Houston, a small town called Katy, Texas. And we're broadcasting live in the Tough Talk Radio Network studios. Super excited as I am every Wednesday when I get the opportunity to do my Tough Talk Christian Radio show. Reason being is I just love to hear what other people are experiencing Uh, across the country and around the world when they put their faith and their trust in the Lord. Now, I say that, and at the same time, I want you to know that it really helps ensure my faith and trust in the Lord because, as you know, things can get weary from time to time. So for me, this show is a way in the middle of the week to reinforce my strength and to keep my faith focused and stay positive about what's going on in today's world. Now, a lot of you have been listening to us for a long time, and you know I'm a business owner here in the remodeling industry here in Katy, Texas. And so as an entrepreneur in the pandemic, uh, it's sometimes good and sometimes bad. But as a citizen of the United States, uh, as we watch TV, as we listen to the news, well, We can get swayed from left to right and back and forth and up and down and who knows where by listening to the news, depending, I guess, on what station you listen to and what beliefs you have. So for those of you out there that are struggling with that, well, I'll pray for you. That's all I can say. I try not to watch too much TV that has anything to do with anything important because, well, it's just a little confusing. I try to spend my time reading the Bible reading uh, uh, Christian-based books, and uh, I, I want to share something that I experienced this weekend. On Sunday, I watched a a, a, a video cast, I guess you would call it, from a, a preacher named Andy Stanley. A lot of you might know Charles Stanley, a more recognized name. But Andy Stanley had a, a sermon that was titled, Not In It to Win It. And for those of you out there, uh, if you want to listen to it, go to YouTube, type in Andy Stanley, type in not in it to win it. And I found it interesting because we live in a world where everything is we have to win. There's no coming in second. We're, we're taught we have to win. And I guess at times that might be good to stay motivated and keep pushing through. But if we look back through the through the Bible and the things that Jesus did, he wasn't in it to win it. If he was, we would have had a different outcast when it came to the cross. So here's the deal. Are you able to be in this world and serve others and, you know, be more Jesus-like? Now, I don't know how easy or hard that is because I struggle with it every day. And I always like to use myself as an example. It's because, well, I'm always happy that we were born broken so that we can get ourselves out of trouble sometimes in our minds. But it's hard to stay focused on all the distractions and all the things going on in our world, especially now with the pandemic. That just brought up a whole new thing. We won't even talk about elections. But the thing of it is, 
Are you in it to serve your neighbor or to compete with your neighbor? Are you in it to serve the people you know that need help? You know, like Jesus, he washed everyone's feet. And he was the big guy. And in our world, that doesn't happen that way. But are you willing to be that type of leader where you can go out, serve others, and winning isn't a part of it, knowing that Jesus lost so we could win? What are your motives when you're in your everyday work world, family world, raising children world, pandemic world? Do we go? Do we not go? Do we wear a mask? Don't we wear a mask? What about our rights? All these different things that we hear. Where are you at on it? And what are you doing to stay on the right path? One of the other uh, uh, videos I watched in the Bible study of Andy Stanley's a long time ago was building guardrails, and a lot of you have heard me speak about it. What kind of guardrails are you built on your highway so you don't veer off into the field and be doing the things that Satan wants you to do instead of Jesus? A lot of questions, okay? And it's an ongoing process, and it's not going to happen overnight. And there's a lot of great things that we need to do, and hopefully we live long enough to do half of them. But one of the things I think we need to do is be more Christ-like. And I know that's probably the hardest part of our lives. So for me, I wake up in the morning and I get into my Bible, you know, and that's at 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. And I know by 9 o'clock I need a, I need a jump start again because life's that fast. Or I should say we allow life to be that fast. So I'd love to hear what you guys do. What are you doing out there to stay focused, to stay on your lane, Stay in that path, not veer off in the field. What do you do when you hear the metal of your fender hitting the guardrail on your highway? What are you doing there? How are you helping others stay accountable? Are you? Do you know your neighbor? Do your children know your neighbor? What kind of motivation do you put on Sunday morning now that we're not in church to stay on that path? Love to hear from you. Three four seven nine eight nine one three six three. You can call in and share it with us. You can email me at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Connect with me on Facebook under Tony Gambone, or you can go to Tough Talk Radio Network Facebook page and connect there. I am always looking for people to come on our show and share their experience in their journey. Because let's face it, folks, I believe, and this is just me, that we were all created equal. And one of the things that I know we all have is the opportunity to share the journey that we have been on. Whether we chose the right path, the wrong path, God will get us to where we need to be. And other people need to know that journey. So check us out. Go to toughtalkradionetworks.com. Be a guest on our show. You can go to toughtalkchristianradio.com. I believe our website is back up now where you can register to be a guest. If all fails, Hit me up at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com. Now, I've got a great guest today. This gentleman here today uh, has, well, he has been able to start his own blog talk radio show. And I'm always excited about that because, well, that just gives us a bigger platform to get the message out around the world. And, you know, there's a lot of podcasting going on, and people are doing their own things here and there. I chose Blog Talk because they have a big platform, and it's already created. And I didn't want to have to learn how to do more than I'm already doing. So uh, I'm going to take a short break, and we're going to bring back up my guest, uh, Andrew. Uh, and, and I'm going to 
find out where he's calling in from, what he's doing, how he got to where he is, and how he how he became uh, a, a a speaker on Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm so really excited about that. We'll be right back right after this short break. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. All right, welcome back. My name is Tony Gambone, and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio. We are every Wednesday from 11.30 to about 12.15 uh, Central Standard Time here on the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now, I mentioned my guest, Andrew J. I'm going to try to say his last name, but uh, most of you know I usually mess it up. I'm going to say check-in. Check-in. There you go. I'm going to try that one there. And I'm not going to waste any more time with that. I'm just going to bring Andrew up and have him. Andrew, say your last name for us, please. S-C-H-A-T-K-I-N, Andrew Shatkin. Oh, so I was kind of close. Okay. No problem. Yeah, so, (laughs) so... Andrew, I believe you're calling in from New York. I am. And is that where you're from originally? Uh, yes, uh, although I have uh, moved to other places at times. Yeah, I'm here originally from Queens, actually. It's a outer borough of New York. Yes, sir. Well, that's my neck of the woods. I grew up in the, in the Philadelphia area. You did? And, and it, oh, yeah. Yeah, Norristown, Pennsylvania, actually. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that area. I went to school around there. I went to Villanova Law School. Yep, and also the University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's around spent, there. I spent many months in Pennsylvania Hospital. So great area, great food, great people. Miss it. But okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, Andrew, let's talk about a couple things first. Uh, one is you do a radio show on Blog Talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. How did that come about? Well, I also, let me clarify, I also have a podcast show where I interview people. The Blog Talk Radio Show is, both of these shows are Christian-oriented shows, Tony. And therefore, I will talk about things that I think within our system of faith are, are important. For example, I talk about, I'm talking a lot about the sections of the Gospel, Gospel of Matthew these days. Uh, one uh, section where uh, in Matthew 7 where Jesus, he made a very, very deep and significant statement that don't be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. So what he seemed to me, I analyzed it, of course, I don't have all the answers. I, I certainly don't pretend to be understand the words of the eternal God in Jesus Christ. It demands great more than I'm capable of, tell you the truth, Tony, but to the best of my ability, I understand that to mean it's how you live your life in relation to your neighbor, as you said. Do you love your neighbor? Not whether you talk a lot about Jesus or go to church. Jesus seems to say, don't be a hearer of the word. In Matthew 7, be a doer of the word. To me, that was a very, very significant statement. Mm, I agree. It's, uh, you know, uh, if you can walk the talk, um, that says a lot. And 
you are right. A lot of people can uh, recite the Bible, but they, they can. can't walk it. Or yeah. they can go and to church so I, and they can sing the hymns. It doesn't mean, as Jesus said, you got to be a doer, not a yeah. talker. <laughs> I, I like that. That's very good. I, I'm going to – I have a big whiteboard that I use, Andrew, and I make notes of this here so that I can repeat that stuff to myself and others along the way. So that's very good. you got to be a, well, let me a doer, you, Tony, you not a hearer. You can't read enough and understand the Bible. You can't read it enough. You can't grasp it sufficiently. Particularly the words of Jesus are very demanding on our minds. I think they are. And it takes, we have to read it and reread it and try to understand what the Son of God is saying in these statements. Hmm. I agree. And and it's, uh, what I find interesting, Andrew, and maybe you'll uh, agree with me, is every time you read uh, a different, uh, the same uh, scripture on a different day, it comes to you in a lot of different ways. It does. And, and that's why I think that we need to continuously read and educate ourselves because I think God picks certain days to tell us certain things. And if we're in the word, it's a little bit easier, not very easy, but a little bit easier to understand it. And so, because I listen to people speak and I go, man, how did they get that out of that scripture? And then I read it and I'm like, hmm, man, I'm, I'm lost. But right. thank God that God has given people that gift to be able to express it so people like myself can understand it. All of us ha- are in a battle of trust. Jesus is God, Tony. He said he was God. He made that claim. He said he could forgive sins. As you know, I can't forgive anybody's sins. Only God can forgive anybody's sins. He made a claim to be God. And frankly, Tony, it led to his crucifixion. A lot of people got they people are still angry about it, but at that time it did lead to his death. His claim to be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh well, I'm thankful for it because that freed me up a little bit. That allowed me to get to a better place and be a better person. Right. And so you know, and I don't I, I've never met anyone in my lifetime, including my parents, which you know, your parents will do anything for you, uh, but uh, that's a big step. So uh, I'm very thankful, very blessed to have that situation. Um, Andrew, I wanted to ask you, you've had a lot of schooling, uh, and I, I believe that your background is law. Is that correct? Yes, I have a background in law, but I also have a theology degree from Princeton Theological Seminary, as well as two international law certificates from uh, Holland and France. But what really, wow. Tony, as you said, the, the core issue in all of our lives, I think we all have to deal with this issue. All of us humanity have to deal with it. What are we going to make of Jesus? What are we going to do about it? You can be indifferent. He gives us a choice. He says, you, you can reject me. You can be indifferent. But he says that that is what he tells us is the issue. What are we going to make of this person? Yeah. That's what I think is the issue. And and it's hard to define it. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, interview people to say that they help people find their purpose, and uh, you know. And I my question was, well, how do you do that? And they said they asked their friends and relatives what they seem to be good at, and that might be their purpose that people don't see. But to to do 
what God gifted us to do, sometimes we might never find it because it might not be for here. I don't know. All right. I know is that if you stay in the game long enough, you have a chance. You know, well, if you're in I and out. I, my, my belief, Tom, I think you agree with me. You're a Christian. You know very well that uh, is Jesus is the is the the point, the point of of action in the world. He's the point man, and that's it. Yeah, well put, well put. So, let me ask you: Growing up, were you a, uh, a brought up in the Christian community? Did you find it later in life? How did that? No, I was. My family was Christian, and. Uh, we were churchgoers, and uh, my mother and father were both very, 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 very zealous Christians. My grandfather was a pastor, uh, and um, I'm thankful that I, I was given that opportunity to uh, to um, to be introduced to Christ. Some people don't have that chance, and right. so their lives are harder. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I mean, for myself, I found the Lord. I gave my, my myself to the Lord at the age of fifty-four, ten years ago. Really? And, yeah. To Christ? Yeah. That's really great. Now, how did that happen? Yeah, and, Tell me. I'm just curious. How did you come to know Jesus? Well, you know, uh, just like most Americans, we have to be in a life-threatening situation before we're going to commit to any chances. And uh, my health was really bad, and I had a 40% chance of living, and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave yet. And, you know, I, I kind of grew up around the Catholic faith, but, you know, not really. And mm-hmm. uh, and at the my wife had been bothering me for – bothering me. She had been bugging me for 20 years to go to church, and I always had a joke to say about it. But uh, I was desperate, so I was willing to, to do anything, whether it meant carry a rock around and kiss it 10 times a day or – or right. just give my love to Jesus. And, and so when I went into a hospital for a surgery, uh, a pastor had prayed for me that week. Uh, a bunch of people on the staff prayed for me. And uh, what they said to me was exactly what the doctor said to me after the surgery, seven-hour surgery, 40% chance of, of, re- of recovery. And uh, so I always say I went in hoping Jesus and come out selling Jesus because it wasn't a coincidence. He just... Uh, he knew how to get my attention, so I've been, I've been trying to stay committed, which is a difficult thing to do. But uh, that's why I do this show. Can I ask you a question, Tony? I'm just curious about something. It's a question people have asked me. It's a question all of us, I think, ask who are are, are Christians and believe that Jesus is is the answer. He claims to be, and he made that claim, so he, yes, he made the claim to be the answer. And so I ask you, why does why does God ask us to pray when He knows the answer ahead of time, right? He knows that He knows the answer ahead of time, doesn't He? Yeah. So, and then why does He want us to pray to Him when He knows the answer, and when uh, He has? Uh, why Why would we want to pray to someone who has already decided the situation? Why does He want us to pray? Uh, well, I I think uh, let's see, uh, maybe a form of commitment. Uh, maybe um, I always try to look at my children and 
why I want them to do things and why they are already going to not do it. And I already know the answer because I experienced it. Uh, I, I have to say out of love. Hmm. Do you think he wants us to pray because he wants us to have a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to show our love for him. You know, I, I really believe that uh, we Tony, need to show our love for him. Just wait a second. I have another phone ringing. Just one second, please. Hello? Seriously? I am on the phone, okay? <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm on the phone. It's okay. I'm on the phone right now, okay? Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean that's to okay. you. That's 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 the first. So that's 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 funny. Anyway, yeah, I think it's out of love. Uh what do you what is your thinking on it? Well, I think he it's hard to say cuz it's a very difficult question to answer because now he does God know the answer. He knows we're going to pray, and he tells us to do it. And he's decided ahead of time. It's not that he's decided it ahead of time. He he knows the answer ahead of time because he's omniscient. He knows the present, past, and future. They're like a table before him. The only thing I'd say is that he. I think what you said, it's out of love. He wants people to pray is to have a relationship with Christ. He tells us to right. pray because he wants us to communicate with him. I believe that, yes, sir. And I also think that he knows ahead of time, like you said, but he also knows ahead of time that we're not going to pray, even though he asked us to. That's another so thing. So we're, we're very blessed that he's, yeah, he's. We're very blessed that he's patient enough to wait for us to get off stupid and to get on board. And sometimes but there's he's another aspect of it. He also knows. That and allows people allows evil. He allows Satan to walk around the earth, uh, creating havoc. He lets him do it. Mm-hmm. He lets all of us yep. do anything we want. And if we want to do some evil, he says, "Okay, go ahead." I think it's a matter of free will. Yeah, it definitely is, and, and thank God for mercy and grace, right? So, I mean, right. but at the at the same time, I think, uh, you know, maybe when we're younger, not as much, and, and I'm just making excuses for younger people, but as we get older, there should be enough experience or knowledge to create wisdom to know what not to do and what to do. And I think our God always tells us, even though sometimes we get ahead of ourselves, I always feel like when we get down the road so far and we turn back and look, we could actually see what God was trying to do with us, even though we fought our way through it. You know, or against it. But so. some people will say, why does he allow wars? Why does he allow people to mass killings, Pol Pot, or whatever, Rwanda, Holocaust? Why does he allow this? My answer is that he he wants relationships with people. He doesn't want robots. He wants people who are going to love him voluntarily. So, yes, I think he allows evil because he allows people freedom. Well, I, you're right. I, I, he gives us free will, and unfortunately, uh, uh, the people in this world are are evil a lot of times. And uh, I, I just I feel blessed that I can have someone that I can go to and talk to and and believe in. And the only reason why I believe in it now and I didn't ten, twelve years ago is because of my experiences that showed me that there is a God, 
There could, it, it, there's no other explanation for it. But I had to commit. And you know, Andrew, when you go to the doctors and he says, "Well, sir, you're uh, 75 pounds overweight, and your heart's bad, and you're going to have a heart attack, and you have diabetes and high blood pressure and all these things." When you go home, you're committed to going on a diet because you're scared. Right. And a lot of us are bulletproof, especially us men, right, until we get into our 50s, maybe That's a little right. lo- longer. And and so we have no fear. But when I, I always say that life-threatening situations make us pay attention, whether it's medical. That's right. Or or, or any other type of physical. I mean, it just, it, God forbid, a, a, you know, loss of a family member at a young age, anything That's like right. that. It'll make you mad enough to pay attention. To, you know, I have a 25-year-old son that says, well, I don't know if I believe 100% in it. I said, well, do me a favor. I don't be made to be look like a fool by following this Jesus thing. Could you do a little research and show me where I'm going wrong? And, you know, he hasn't well, been able it. to find right. that yet. I agree with you. I think you're right. Uh, let me ask you this. This is something that our society, as Christians, we believe and recognize the reality of sin uh, and that Jesus came to rescue us from that situation on the cross. That's our beliefs. But many people in the world today don't, don't even know about sin or, or don't even think about it. I don't think so. Well, I agree with you because the, they're too busy feeling sorry for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, for, Actually, a lot of people, yeah. I've had people say to me, Tony, and I don't think I'm great. I'm not even sure I'm good, to tell you the truth. But I'm not convinced of that one, either of those. But many people, I know people have said to me that not only they, that they're good, and they've said to me they think they're great. You ever heard people say that to you? That they're what? That they're great. Uh, well, I think, yeah, I, I could... That I've heard that I, I believe that uh, feeling good about yourself is is is, is a good thing. Um, you do? You think I don't good? know that you need to advertise it other than by actions, not by words. So you know, it's, uh, God tells us that Jesus had to give up His life to take our sins from us. So that's how serious the situation was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I don't believe that uh, that uh, any of us are great. We might be a little bit better than we hope for, but uh, grace is a big word. And I know I don't fall into that category, but you know, there's there's a lot of different people out there that feel differently about a lot of things. And for me, I've been learning more and more, especially if you uh, have a TV in your house. And I think it's. I think one of the things that God really wants us to do is agree to disagree and move on. Right. And so if you think you're great and I don't, well, that's cool. I'm glad that you feel good about yourself. But But Jesus says to us, and St. Paul says, he says we're sinners. St. Paul said of himself, I'm chief of sinners. That's what he says. He doesn't say we're good or great. He says quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, uh, I, I there's there's it's a tough argument, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of people are a little bit uh, full of themselves. I think that a lot of people right now, especially with the uh, 
the uh, stay-at-home thing. I think a lot of people have a little bit too much time on their hands and they're not taking advantage of to make things better. So they get to go in a different direction, which probably isn't as sexy uh, as it should be. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. that maybe we should be better off uh, just doing something better. Like instead of complaining, find a way to serve or change what's going on in your little world. So then maybe God will come down and give you a little boost. Maybe he will, maybe he'll slap you upside the head. Who knows? But at least you won't be sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. And that's just my personal opinion. I, and and you know I'm way off on a lot of things because I don't walk in people's shoes. So I don't. You no, know you can't say anything about other people because you don't know what they're going through. Not really. Absolutely. No, you but don't. I can say that if you lean into God, that journey might might just might be a little bit easier. And if you surround yourself with like-minded people. Uh, that uplift could be, well, it could be just great, so to speak. You said something I thought was very, very important and significant, Tony. You said we're here not to get things for ourselves, but to serve other people with our talents. You said that. I think it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it is. And uh, I keep telling myself that so I remember to do that. You know, and what do they say? If you want to learn something, teach it. And so, you know, if you speak it uh, and and you speak it out loud, we're more likely to, to do a percentage of it. No one's going to do 100% of anything except right. they claim they're great. <laughs> but I think if you can speak it and, and surround yourself with the right people and stay committed and understand that you're going to make a lot of mistakes, and move on. What did I say about yesterday versus today or tomorrow? Like, you can't do nothing about it, so just live for today because, God forbid, we don't know what tomorrow brings. So, What do you yeah. think of this? Jesus said not only to love your neighbor, but he said two other things that have always struck me as things I may not do or really can't do or don't have the ability to do. One of them is love your enemies. He he extends love your neighbor to love your enemies. And then he says, pray for those who persecute you. So I'm not sure I do that. Yeah, uh, if I had to be honest, I know I don't do that. I would like to be able to do that. Um, Do you think you can do it? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to brag for a second about my wife. She's such a better person at that type of thing than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I want to say that we're all brought up differently, but I know mm-hmm. the truth is we're all we all perceive our upbringing differently, and we choose to respond in certain ways to certain things. So it's only us that allows things into our heart to affect our thinking. So, you know, looking in the mirror is a rough gig. Mm, you know, it is. getting past that and, and, and understanding uh, your weakness. Uh, there's a great book I just read, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, trying to find your and, – and the Bible, is, uh, it, I think, is where all the information comes from. But you have to look in the mirror and understand your weakness before you can address where your help is needed. You know, and then once you got that fixed – it's like your body's like a sprinkler system. You plug one hole and another one pops open. So we're full of sin, and it's going to keep coming out, but the trick is that you keep 
recognizing it and working on it to get as good as you can get will never be that will never be a hundred percent will never as you put it will never be great right no. if you just aim towards good that would be a, a plus but I've always been fascinated that Jesus extended love your neighbor which is tough enough actually in a way but he, he extended it to to these radical sayings, these terrible demanding sayings of loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you, he pushes the envelope, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, it's I, I, I believe that that's part of the scripture that people uh, ignore <laughs> uh, because they would have to be honest. Most of the things that happen with our neighbor um, – the reason why we don't like them it was probably self-inflicted or it wasn't that big of a deal to start with. Right. It's just something in our past that, that came to the top because we never addressed it years ago. Right. So I just think that it's, you know, if, and I hate to go in this spot here uh, and we're running out of time, but I'd touch it real fast. If you watch the, the right and the left side of politics, mm-hmm. holy cow, I thought we were all in this together. Right. You know, but it's more on who's going to win. So, therefore, if you get caught up in that, how are you able to wake up in the morning after listening to that before you go to bed and love your neighbor? That's you right. You ask them if they're Republican or Democrat first. That's right. <laughs> so, you know no, what I, don't, I, mean? I so don't think me, God or Christ concerns himself with political affiliation. Uh, I don't think so. No. No, and, and, and I don't have a problem if the guy next door disagrees with everything I believe in. I just have a problem if he doesn't want to wave back when I wave or say hi when I say hello. Let me ask you, know you this, Tony. I'll ask you mm-hmm. this one question. This is something that's fascinating me, and I think you'd be able to give me an answer. You know as well as I do that uh, there are people that don't like other people. For whatever there's people that don't like me. For whatever reason. It could be the way I spoke to them or the way I was dressed or the shape of my tie. It could be anything, you know. But um, do you operate on the basis of liking or disliking people? I think it's wrong. Because you don't know that person, so how could you be fair to like or dislike them? Mm. Well, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, you know, having a remodeling business, I go in and meet people daily in their home. And I uh, had to correct my way of thinking when I walked up to the front door on the you finish have of the you door don't like customers you don't like? Oh, absolutely. And what I found is the people you don't like spend more time with, and then you'll understand why they are who they are, and you'll like them. But I, 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 I've reached the point, and I, I, I hope I've reached the point where I don't make judgments like that on people I don't know. You don't know that person? Like I said, you don't know that person, where they're coming from, what their lives have been like. So you can't really say you should dislike them because you don't know them. Right. It's a a great statement. Let me try to wrap this up with this here comment. Okay. um, When I first started doing radio shows, I had people that applied to be a guest, people I knew. And they might have maybe annoyed me. Who knows? I, I yeah. Oh, they got you annoyed. <laughs> After I interviewed <laughs> them, 
after I interviewed them, I was allowed to ask them questions that allowed me to know who they were. Right. And going back 10 years ago, still good friends with them because I took the time out to find out who they are. That's right. Why they are who they are and what makes them crazy enough to keep being who they are. And when you know that about someone, it's easier to relate with them. Of course, it's easier just to make up your mind ahead of time so you don't have to put out any effort. But I believe that that's what we're here for, right, is to find out who's next door, how can we work together to make life better, even if it's between two houses. That's it. And, and you know, uh, but it takes time. You have to, you have to right. go first. So you well, you provided me with a very adequate answer, saying that you when we don't like somebody, we should take the trouble to get to know them. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. You know, I mean, the guy driving down the street on I-10 through Houston, which is a very busy road, that shoots you the finger as he's passing by. Well. You know, there's a saying in Texas, they say, bless his heart, right? <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. I don't have time to get to know him. I'm just hoping that I don't have to pass by him again. You know what I mean? But th- that's that's a very uh, small percentage of people. So, you know, there's plenty of people that if you take the time out to right. say I think hello. Right. Yeah, just say hello. And you'd be surprised. People will say hello back. That's true. So, but also, don't you think this is true, that liking or disliking doesn't come from the person you you or me or anybody else doesn't like. It comes from the person who's making that judgment about that other person. The liking and dislike stems from inside that person, I think. I I, I agree 100%. That's why, you know, I used to talk about this in front of business owners. There's There's a room you go to. In the morning, first thing out of bed, it has a mirror in the window. You can look out the window and blame everybody around you. You can look in the mirror and become a better person for that day. That's right. Yeah, that's true. And we really have to start looking in the mirror at ourselves and addressing that's the right. things that we don't want to talk about. That's right. So, anyway. Well, Jesus says Andrew, about this liking and dislike, he says, don't judge. He says, or you're going to be judged harshly by, by God. He says, don't make yeah. judgments about people. You know, and and I just think that there's, well, you and I could talk about this for a long time. I'm going to have to get you back on the show because there's so many other things. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, you had some really insightful comments, Tony. I really, like I said, you're 100% worth talking to. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, the only thing I can say is I hope to God that I can become a better person. I hope so. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. I, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm I I ask God to help me out with that every day because uh, surely I do need it. I surely do need it. Of course, God anyway. says, and say Paul says, when he says he's chief of sinners, he makes no bones about it. He says we're all in that situation. Yeah. He does. He yeah, says. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. And Andrew, I got to just tell you something. It was, it was just a blessing to speak with you today. Uh, it's a long story, but you are the person I needed to have on my show today to help me through what's going on inside me. So I can't thank you enough because most of my shows, I'm interviewing the guest. 
and you and I we interviewed each other. We and did. I just yeah, we that really it, did. I, I I'm just thankful for that because man, you made my day. I surely appreciate you. I thought it was very helpful to me what you said to me. I was inspired. I thought it was useful. I learned a lot from you, and I thought it was really good. A really good interchange, Tony. I thought it was good. Awesome. I'm going to reach okay, out to you. Okay, take care. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. That uh, I just can't tell you how excited I am about this show today. We went a little long, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. This was awesome. And if this doesn't prove that there's a God, because I'm going to tell you, before the show, I was a little bit thinking, oh, you know, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. But like I say every week, this show puts me where I need to be. And I'm so thankful for Andrew today to come on the show and, and provide uh, the, the flow of a conversation that was so helpful for me. I hope it was helpful for you. And I just hope that everyone out there has a blessed week. So remember this one thing for today. Try to love your neighbor. Okay? And if you're having trouble loving your neighbor, don't go interviewing him to find out what's wrong with him. First, interview yourself and find out what's bothering you. Get it straight. And pray on it. And then attempt it. And I know God will lead you to where you got to be. My name is Tony Gambo. This is Tough Talk Christian Radio. And we come to you every Wednesday, 11.30 a.m. Central Time, on the Tough Talk Radio Network. I hope you all have a blessed week. And we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.